0: You can cut the mansion in this room. No, oh, man, that's a, that's,
1: that's a good beginning. Welcome to the Melting Pot podcast, where we discuss sports, movies, food, music, and growing, as a, growing up as a first-generation American. I'm your host, Wolf Fuentes. With me is Elio Alfonso, George Basales, Manara Khan, and George Pappas. Every week, one of us will bring food from our heritage or childhood. My family's from El Salvador, so this week, I brought papusas, yuca, and chicharron. What'd you guys think of the food so far? Fantastic. Well, you haven't even eaten yet, OGB. It <laughs> it does. It does. All right, all right. I love it. So being first generation, food was a big part of my family, maintaining Thai El Salvador. Elio, uh, can you tell us what uh, country your family was from?
2: My family is
1: from Cuba. So was food a big part of uh, growing up for you?
2: Big time.
1: Yeah. So what were some of your favorite foods growing up? Uh, uh,
2: Pueblo asado, arroz con pollo, ropa vieja.
1: Ropa Vieja, yeah, it's really popular here Pour now.
0: Chicken and steak.
1: There you go. How about you, George,
0: Pappas? It was, uh, whew, gosh, uh, spinach pie, uh, lasagna, uh, Greek-style lasagna, pastizo, um, lamb, I don't three ways from yesterday. We make it every which way we can. Um, and then we got here, we started mixing with uh, American stuff. I mean, we had shake and bake growing up. But my mom would throw a rego in the on them to make it more Greekified, <laughs> 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 and instead of serving it with like mashed potatoes or French fries, we'd get the lemon potatoes. So uh, once they got here, it was funny they they they, they um, uh, incorporated what they found here with their Greek uh, knowledge of cooking and made something unique to their, you know to to our, to our house, and then kind of every other house had the same thing as we all got together.
1: That's awesome. Uh, you set me up. You didn't even know what I was going to do next. So Manaur, you actually ha- come from a bicultural family, right? I
3: do.
1: Yeah, so your dad's from where?
3: Pakistan. My mother's from Ireland.
1: Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the food culture in your house. And, you know, uh, I loved your answer about how you understood that you were from an immigrant family. So tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, it was pretty wild. Um, I, for the first 15 years of my life, I had only eaten American food. My father ate spicy food, food that had um, spices that were very strong to the senses, if you will. Uh, pungent? Yeah, very pungent. Pungent, right? yeah. Pungent is perfect. Um, I'm sure most of you are familiar with curry. It, it, it permeates within your clothes and in the furniture and everything. So my house smelled like curry. It was a very small apartment, Paul's church. It smelled like curry nonstop. I took it to be that's what this house smelled like. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, when I would go out with my friends, my friends would be like, you can't come in because my family will know that you were here because you smell like curry. My clothes smell like curry, my hair smells like curry, everything smells like curry. They
1: let the guy smoking weed in but not the curry so smell like
3: curry. <laughs> weed is perfectly accepted, curry is not, not okay. In this <laughs> Um, And my best friends in this apartment complex, very small, low-income apartment complex were Peruvian, and they introduced me to like chorizo and saltitas and and a bunch of little random sandwiches or whatever that were really great, but I could not do spice. I grew up eating traditional Irish-American food. We had shepherd's pie. We had uh, even just a regular bland mac and cheese, all of those things that we ate, I was addicted to. I did not get into the spice. I did not get into the heat. I did not get into any of that uh, until I got a little bit older. But I knew instantly where I was from, where my parents were from, what my dad was doing, cooking in the kitchen. He loved to cook. And he, he, he was the first one in this country out of seven brothers. He learned how to cook. He taught my mom how to cook. And it was three or four nights a week. It was curry, 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 curry. Lamb curry, beef stew, chicken, curry, curry, curry. curry the spice and i didn't touch anything never it's too hot still no. way too hot. oh i eat
1: it now I, i'll i'll crush it now I... do you george you're a big food guy do you eat pakistani food indian food
3: yeah uh, i'll try everything
0: <clears throat> um uh, you know i'll give everything a shot twice if that's the second time i eat it i don't like it then i kind of
1: what's well, something it. you don't it's, eat
0: anymore it, it, ethiopian food i just it's not it doesn't the bread's too spongy for that, that, you. That spongy bread. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it, the flavors of it, it. It it don't don't agree with me. It just don't agree with me at all. But most foods, I mean, i don't eat any. I'm not for anything. I've had snake. I've had whale. I've had bear. I mean, so. I've
1: never had whale. How's that taste? Uh, fatty. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, bear.
0: bear. Bear. No, <clears throat> it's funny. Bear is. It was blood red. The meat. No fat. The, the, when I was living in California our neighbor that lived behind us he was he'd go hunting different reservations you know across you know, like montana South Dakota whatever and he, you know they'd go get bear or whatever moose and his wife would bring it back and they when, when he brought it back his wife would cook it up and she was amazing it had no pungent you know that, that wasn't gaming guy, not at all like I, I don't like venison that I've had here but moose that she made or elk whatever it was <laughs> was amazing Seriously,
1: I mean, they had barbecue rattlesnake. That was great. Is
2: there anything you won't eat, Elia? Any foods? There's a lot I won't eat. I mean, I'll eat something if you don't tell me what it is. But I'm like basic. I love my like Cuban food. Like when we were in Norway in the Marines, I was eating a burger and it tasted like no meat I ever tasted. And it turned out it was venison. That was the first time I ate venison. I thought it was delicious. But it's so, not back then if somebody thought you're going to eat beer meat. I'm like, oh, hell no. But it's incredible.
1: George, what's the what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Non human.
2: The
4: weirdest thing? Oh, <laughs> 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 I'll go, go with cicada, I guess. What? Yeah, hard. cicadas. I mean, the, the, the the 17 years ago. Not this oh. last. Club. Yeah, not this last. Uh, but seventeen years ago, we were at a bar in DC, and you know it was the insect club. The insect club. It has to be the insect club. I don't. I have no. I can't remember. I was with a couple people, a place I'd never been to, and we're at the bar, and you know they said you wanted some cicadas, and I am like, sure, I'll try it. And, uh, <laughs> it. how many beers you have having? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it just tastes like dirt. It, yeah, it just had you know no earth. Yeah, earth. Yeah. It was just very earthy and. I don't think Very it's similar
1: good. to like uh, the uh, the Greek stuffing you guys make, real earthy tones. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: it's, it, it, probably a lot like the chestnut. Yeah, the chestnut.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dry, dry,
0: dry, like the chestnut. I bet you that in the in the pine nuts, it's really yeah. a lot to do with that.
1: Yeah. So aside from foods, uh, for some reason, something that I think first generation uh, Americans, you know, children growing up share is uh, being spanked, right? Like I think I don't know if you ever got spanked, Menauer. Okay, good. So, uh, good. So, we're all, so, OGB, for the audience here, we'll refer to George Basalis as uh, OGB, which means the original George Basalis. Shockingly, there's another Greek named George Bousalis, Uh <laughs> and it's related to him. So, anyway, OGB, I know the story of your worst beating, but I'm not sure the rest of the guys here know it. Go ahead and uh, tell us about the worst beating you remember. I think you shared it with us. Well, and...
4: <laughs> yeah, this is one that, I mean, probably not even the worst in terms of pain, maybe the most <laughs> memorable and shocking to me that, you know, still to this day, kind of hurts my feelings when I think about it. <laughs> but, uh, oh. <laughs> actually we were over, uh, it was at my house and, uh, your wife was there. Go, so and, you're, and, you're talking and, to Elio yes, right now.
1: Who's, uh, his wife is your cousin, right? My
4: cousin. So, you know, growing up, we're always pretty much cousins hanging out. Um, and, uh, Anybody who was there that day will always remember this story. Nikki, uh, your my wife, yeah. was there. And, and long story short, we were all playing a game, and my sister, who was younger at the time, was being- Is she
1: still bad. younger? <laughs> 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 no, she's not growing Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she okay still. It's a
4: weird thing <laughs> that happens. <laughs> In Greek families, sometimes somebody out <laughs> So, and we were playing a board game. It was sorry. And she was whining that she wanted to play. And, um, you know, she was too young to play to understand. So she just whined. And my dad was uh, watching us at the time. And usually, you know, it'd be my mom watching us. My dad would be at work all day. And um, he must have just, you know, heard her whine a little too much. But it was my fault that she was whining. So he just snapped. And uh, he ran up to me and grabbed me. And he threw me straight up in the air like, just threw me. Like I I hit my head on the ceiling of the house. Like, oh, so is it like a Yeah. How old were you? It must have been like nine. Oh wow. Your dad's nine. a strong dude for throwing yeah. a nine year old I mean, up. To you the... know, I was a little skinny and flexible and I <laughs> <laughs> his nerves, you know, it's better we live on the eighteenth floor, so it's better than I guess throw out the out window, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, threw me up, I hit my head and then I just remember like It was like in slow motion. I just crashed to the floor. Like I didn't even didn't even hurt. It was just shock. And everybody, Nikki and Jeannie and everybody, everybody was just silent. Even my sister, who caused the whole problem, (laughs) was like terrified. And that was just. I I told my mom as soon as she came home, and you know she let him have it when, when that happened.
1: uh, Please tell me he went back to like doing whatever he was doing after he threw you.
4: Yeah, I mean, mean, you hit my point. (laughs) Reading the newspaper, and and, and that that was that. That
1: Did your sister get to play?
4: No, I think we stopped. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think Boy, George still isn't shining It still gives me anxiety. We stopped and uh, <laughs> and Jiny uh, <laughs> uh, waited for the parents to come and <laughs> pick them up.
3: Yeah, don't it, it bring out that board game. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry now. Back, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, it's a wonderful like wedding gift. Just sorry, it's <laughs> everything. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Manny, what was uh, the bottle rocket incident? Oh
3: man, I was twelve. I mean, I had I had gotten some lashes or just for whatever, you better stop crying on the again. Or,
1: you know, That's a real yeah. big tradition. I think in first generation, is the no, stop, crying stop crying or I'm going to make you cry. going to make you cry more. <laughs> like,
3: stop crying or I'm going to make you cry <laughs> How does that work? I know. <laughs> it was wild. And none of them were really, really traumatic, and, and this one was fully deserved. I know I was I was 12 years old, about to become a teenager, it was July fourth a uh, weekend, and I, I, I oh. Oh, anniversary's coming up. It's coming. Up. Yeah. I, I think about it every year. I buy bottle rockets, and this is a bottle rocket incident. Trust me, it's, it's, this is a thing. Um, I had gotten some empty Christmas wrapper tubes from my mom <laughs> that she didn't know, and I put some duct tape on the end. And I thought I would just start making rocket launchers <laughs> And I went down by the pool, and I set up a couple friends of mine in the neighborhood. And just started launching bottle rockets at them. They were hiding behind cars. These bottle rockets were bow, bopping against cars, bobbing as a fence, and they were just like literally launching them at these kids. All of a sudden, the kids across from me just stopped like they stopped doing everything They stopped interacting with me. They just stood there frozen. And I'm just lighting like them, sending them over there. And that is the moment that I realized that my father was standing right behind me.
1: Oh, shh.
3: And I, it was one of those moments where you're like, he's standing right behind me, he's standing right behind me, he's standing right behind me, I turned around, I dropped the tube. boom, it bopped on the ground, and he went just kind of an open hand, fought <laughs> me in the face, and I ducked, and that was the worst thing I could have ever done, and then I turned around and I ran home, and I knew he couldn't catch me, ran <laughs> home, ran into the house, told my mom, I was like, hey, He's going crazy, I'm gonna to go to the bedroom. And I ran out of the bedroom, I locked the door. Again, there's no locked doors in my house. Yeah. Uh, and he came in there and he said, we're gonna have a talk. Thankfully, he he didn't punish me too bad. Uh, there was some um, rice kneeling, if you will. Somewhat? Rice kneeling.
1: Oh, rice kneeling. So for the white people in the audience that have never heard of rice kneeling, please share, because this is, we used to do, I never did this with my father, they used to do corn.
3: Okay, corn. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, our family was heavy on rice, and you know we had a bag of rice. And this was what his father did him when he did something bad. Only he lived in a house with clay floors, and I lived in a house with concrete floors. And he would sprinkle the dry rice down on the floor, and he was like, Neil, there. I need you to kneel on the, that rice for a indeterminate amount of time." And he he's like, "Okay, you know, five minutes. Kneel. That's your punishment. I'm not going to beat you. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to do anything. To spank you. Whatever. That's your punishment." And I was like, oh well, okay, I can deal with this. And that that was it. But that was the bottle rocket incident. It was, it is still traumatic. Every July 4th, my favorite holiday. I still buy bottle rockets, but it always comes back. back. To me. It always
4: comes yeah. back. Yeah. So you know, you know, you messed when when they, you're taking the belt off. You already know that's a point. Like, damn, how did I get to that point? He had the biggest thing. <laughs> <the up?" laughs> like, All his
0: biggest belts too. They were like super in the late 70s and early 80s. These belts were
4: huge. High. The buckle yeah, was massive yeah. I'm like, oh, this is When like I think about it now, I think it was that line from like Menace to Society, where it's like, you know you don't fuck up, right? like, I'm like, why did I get to this point? And then I remember actually running around the dining room table when he would take it out. And, cause that's the only place I could go in circles where he couldn't catch me. And he'd be like, it's going to be worse if you don't come right now. And I remember like, do I just, Prolong the beating or do I just keep going around? <laughs> That's
3: what happened. I mean, when I ducked, I knew I messed up. <laughs> like, oh,
1: Should have just I, taken I, it.
3: I, and he looked at me and he's like, oh, he's he's catching on to me. This is going to be a problem. Because before he would just like, you know, bop me in the back of the head like, you're an idiot, like stop doing stupid things. But when I ducked and got out of the way, it it was like, you're prey. I'm going to come after you you better run. And I ran. I literally ran. It was wild. <laughs> the look in his eyes when I ducked was different than anything I'd ever seen before. See, I, I should have just stood there and let him bop me in the back of my head and, and taken it. It would have been way less. I, I promise it would have been way less. Yeah, I, I don't recall, but my dad never. My mom, on the other hand,
0: and your mother-in-law, fine. God, yeah. I mean, and they didn't use bells. They used whatever they found in front of them: bottles, <laughs> shoes, a frying pan, oh, a plate, spoon. I mean, what spoon. Spoon. I got, I got hit one time with the. Uh, you remember the, the the extension cords on those phones? Where they, where they were they oh my them. god! I mean, she, was, she was on the That's phone and I was doing something, and she started beating. And if you act, the funny thing is, I tell these stories to my kid, and they say, and they, when they talk to their grandmother, oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my about. God. They're I, so I, forgetful, I, right, I, about I that stuff. never hit your father. No, I, I mean, there was just one incident. I remember I got gotten a bike, and, and it just rained. And uh, my cousin, Mike, <laughs> after it stopped raining he goes, hey, let's go uh, bike riding. So we always go down this hill, and, and it has, like, a couple turns. I said, let's go. My mom goes, hey, don't call It's you know, just, it's raining. It's wet. You're going to slip. You're going to fall. And catch a cold. And, and, <laughs> so we go down, and... The back end of my bike just goes out and I slide all the way down. And I'm basically here on the left side of my house. I got, I got really rushed, a whole, like a grater because it's all pebbles, you know, you're just eating up. I'm crying all the way back. I'm carrying the bike. <laughs> I'm more worried about because the bike is fucked up. You know, <laughs> uh, She told me, don't mess up the bike. You just got it. She comes out of the house and starts beating me. Stop crying, back, back, back. Yeah, they like I mean, people are looking, like, like, like the, the, the Americans, the, the non-ethnic, are looking you. like, what the fuck is this yeah. woman doing? This is like, are you okay? Is it? <laughs> 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 I think she gave her, you know, I'm bleeding, I got, just basically my whole left side. She's like, is everything okay? You, you're all right? I'm like, I'm sort of yeah, I'm fine, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you were twelve. You were nine. Elliot, you your story was when you were eighteen. Eighteen. So like Mm -hmm. that's yeah, but out of space right now. Tell share the story because very similar. Your dad never laid a hand on you. My dad growing
2: up never laid a hand on me. Just the threat. Of my father. Oh. Yeah, because say, with the belt and everything, so I would you get that, it. it, But yeah, he, never, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, he never laid ahead of me. My brother, on the other hand, he was the bad seed, so he got <laughs> beat all the time. I I my mother beat both of us. I can't even remember because it was nothing. But my dad, I remember, and he goes back to the vice principal of my high school, didn't like me. Why? Because when we moved to New Jersey when I was 12, my principal, when I went to middle school, same principal moved to the middle school. When I went to high school, same principal moved to high school. So okay. that was like my second dad, he loved me. Okay. So one Good. time, me and my best friend Dionisio, a white Cuban, and he teaches all colors the chess kings because we were from ninth grade to 12th, inseparable, <laughs> him and I. So one time, the vice president, the vice principal, I'm sorry, he saw me and Dionisio. And he's like, there you go, could we cut school? He saw us get in the car. And the principal was there with me. Goes no, that's not Elliot. He knew it was me, but you know. <laughs> so since then, the vice principal had it out for me. So we in my senior year, I took nothing but like because I had all my college thing right. taken care of. So I had like music appreciation. <laughs> <to> <laughs> basket, class, to, yeah. yeah. So we're music appreciation class, and I'm inside the class just starving because it was wrestling season. So just head head down, and the in the hallway, some kid he got an argument. I guess he threatened him, I'm gonna get my boys to so go goes, Elio, this guy said he's gonna get his boys on me. So I ran in the hallway. I'm already annoyed because I'm, <laughs> I'm hungry. I slammed them against the locker. The teacher saw that, you know, tried to get me in trouble. And then the the county tournament was the next week. And it was my year. I was graduating. So I told year if I get suspended, you know, I can't wrestle the county. So he told him, Listen. I don't care what you do to me, but you better say he didn't touch you. So when we went to the office, he's telling, you know, the teacher's like, I saw him throw him against a locker and the kid is like, he didn't touch me. He threatened me, but he didn't touch me. But the vice president, because he had it in for me, like, I I think I got in-school suspension so I didn't have to miss anything and he called my dad. So we're sitting in in the desk and my dad was like, an athlete in Cuba. Cuba is all about boxing and baseball. Oh, sure. So I didn't even see a coming.
3: <laughs> <laughs> see
2: it. Was like, what? it was like one of those, you know. And I just felt but I was not gonna even let that bastard see anything, you know. That right So he just snapped me and he didn't say a word, he just smacked the hell out of me. Yeah. And I was more shocked than anything, but it was like one of those, you, know? And, you know, because and then What's funny is like the next day, I'm in the cafeteria with my boys and everything and we're laughing at myself and that same asshole comes and he goes, ah, ah, that was some shot yesterday. <laughs> <He hated me. laughs> I was <laughs> I was untouchable because the principal was my second father. So he just got me with that, you know? Uh, so that's the only time my dad ever put a hand on me.
1: Uh, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. Pappas, your story that you shared with me was about the time you were five years old. Can you share with this, uh, with the... Uh, you, making- you went shopping Um
0: and, nah. and, and this
1: is really going to be yes, interesting it, because there's so much to unpack it, here I, that i wanted see, it was hard
0: to, to yeah with. yeah so it, it, OGB, ogb yeah ogb's mom pregnant with elaine his uh, older it, sister yeah his, the oldest not 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 at the one that turned old. Not <laughs> the one that became
3: old <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was older at the time. yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the, the oldest one uh we went from our well, apartments, we were living at. We walked up towards where <laughs> you guys used to live up there, and your mom met us at. Uh, I think it was called uh, Dark Drug. Yeah, that was before. Oh, Dark Drug. Dart, Drug. Dart yeah, to, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Heard those stories. So
0: we go to Dark Drug, and there was this area that I, my mom would always know. I'd go there. It was like toys and uh, comics yeah. and stuff, and I, she just wouldn't pay attention to me. And you know, they were him and her. Uh, my mom and his mom were over there bullshitting, looking for baby shits, I, I think. So. <laughs> I don't know what came over I me. Mean, I just walked out the door, walked across the street. There's a Safeway. I walked into the Safeway, and I, I, I preface this: I still hadn't gone to, to kindergarten yet, so the only language I knew was Greek. I knew a little bit of English from whatever, yeah, I, 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 uh, from picked TV. Up on TV. Yeah, 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 same here. So I walk in and I see one of our neighbors, and he comes over, and I remember is it was, it was this big, burly, redheaded. Uh, uh, he was a good country boy. He's probably about six five, three hundred pounds. He was a big guy. George, what are you doing here? Uh, lost? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could I couldn't really uh, you know explain what, what was going on. So he knew where we lived. So he took me by the hand and walked me home. Nobody was home. And that was at work. My mom's there. My mom still had, I guess at that point, still hadn't caught on what was really going lost. on yet. So from there, he took me over to our cousin Mike's house dropped me off there. Uh, Mike and his and mom were there. You know, she broke, had broken English, so I guess she understood what was going on when he tried to explain it to her. <laughs> he goes back to work. As he's walking back, he sees your mom and my mom walking uh, back to, towards the- uh, Casually uh, walking or running. No, no, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're frantic. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, goes, he goes, I just took George back to the house, Relax. blah, blah, blah. Uh, clearly a
1: country boy telling Greek women to relax, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, so they, I don't know, they probably made that that mile and a half track in maybe three minutes, you know, <laughs> more than likely, and especially a pregnant. When your mom kept telling my mom, "Oh my God, I'm gonna have the baby here. I'm gonna have the baby." <laughs> <laughs> so they got home, and uh, let me tell you, she. because they pay turns? Through, she didn't get through the door. Bing, bang, bang, <laughs> slam, whatever she found, I mean, I just got I a hug. No, hug. after she got her, yeah, throat, yeah. are you okay? Is everything all right? I mean, <laughs> what happened? Where'd you go? And I'm like, I don't know. I just walked out and found Bill, whatever his name was, and he walked me home. I didn't think it was a big deal. Never did that again, lads for damn sure.
1: So now understanding the beatings he got followed by the hugs, I completely understand your ma- what marriage now. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, what's crazy is like you were five years old, like imagine today, a five year old leaving like Target yeah. and just like walking across the street and a neighbor finding them like that neighbor would be calling no, child, protection child protection Services. Services. You know, all kinds of things. Pictures on
3: Twitter, pictures on Facebook. Do you recognize this child? Look at this free range child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cage free child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: Organic. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's so crazy. Like back then, right? You but can. Neighbors you,
0: did look out for everybody. Nowadays, neighbors are looking to, to tell on everybody. It's like a nanny. It's like a tell them. Tell them
1: yeah, them. it's so. It's Island. absolutely so crazy. So, uh, everybody who shared a little bit about some of the songs they remember growing up. Uh, Elio, I loved your uh, the song that you shared. You want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, well, I was born in 62. So I was in New York until 75. So, right around the late 60s, early 70s, it was like funk. I, I don't think I'd started with rock and roll until I got to New Jersey in 75, but before that it was all about funk and James Brown was like the main guy. So that's the song. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. You know, that was the song maybe uh, 1970 or something like that. I mean, I was a kid, but that song always stands out in my head.
1: Dude, we're growing up, you grew up in New York and then you moved to New Jersey. Yes. In New York, you were surrounded by... Nothing but Latinos
2: and blacks. Latinos and Blacks. Yes. And then in New Jersey? Nothing but Polacks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were Black kids in school and stuff. I had a Haitian that lived next door to me. And our family and his was the only family in the neighborhood that wasn't Polish. So me and my Polish friends, we'll call him Howie Cangrowski. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember his last name. But his name was yeah, Howie Kogrowski. Yeah. yeah,
4: that's what we called him.
1: So what was the song you chose? Do you remember?
4: Yeah, it was, well, the overall it was the BC boys, uh, license to ill and you gotta fight for your right. I mean, I was again like nine, 10, maybe 10. My first tape ever, it's like it's stuck in my head and I can remember, i play it in my room all day long. My, my, my older sister still thinks of me when she hears it. My mom, I remember my mom always yelling, saying I shouldn't be listening to that. And I would tell her, you don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> I like, well, shouldn't be <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> and she would still come, but I know you shouldn't be listening to it. And man, I played that. I played the crap out of that. You still game. listen to it? And you know, Beastie Boys are still one of my top groups uh, you know, to this day, they're, I mean, they're
1: legends. Yeah, well, we'll definitely have that in later podcasts where we pick some legendary groups. But it is funny, right? So that was like I think the first swing in music that our parents absolutely didn't understand was rap coming in and like you know, I, you know they had they were used to funk, used to you know rock and roll, all this stuff, and all of a sudden it was this like beat and music. And my parents were always like, "It's such noise! Why are you listening to this? This is such garbage!"
3: I didn't understand it either. They were like, I, "I can't. It's too fast for me to understand." So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, what was the song you chose? You, did, I don't actually didn't see your answer.
3: My, uh, so I was, uh, I grew up in Falls Church. I was born in I grew up in Falls Church, and, and whatever reason I wanted to play drums.
1: Yeah. Oh, you did answer this, yeah.
3: And uh, my mother just to give me something. It was an only child for the first fourteen years of my life. Wanted to give me something to do a hobby. She enlisted me in the enlisted me uh, <laughs> sent me in away the Army now. The, end, uh, the Northern Virginia Patriots, which is a drum corps that is sponsored by the city of Falls Church, and you go and you practice and you're literally da, 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 like 1776 you, drumming. Yes, absolutely. Once there, and you're marching down Broad Street, July Fourth, <laughs> and then you practice and you do it for all holidays. You still do it. No. <laughs> but she just the bottom she, she, yeah, us. just both. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a patriot <laughs> or, or another, but um, yeah, she she enrolled me in that and I started taking that or whatever. And I would participate in all the parades, uh, drumming or whatever. But every time I saw Van Halen, Alex Van Halen's drum set was amazing, like you could not get over how huge it was. I was like, I'm gonna be a Rock and roll drummer, I'm going to do this, it's me, I don't care. My my uncles from my mother's side, the Irish ones, they were furnishing me with the Rolling Stones, Van Halen, uh, Aerosmith, anything just to get me going. And I would just sit on the floor and play these records. And I'm like, I'm going to be a drummer, I'm going to be a drummer, I'm going to be a drummer. I'm not a drummer. Do you still drum? Not at all. Can you can keep a beat? I can keep a beat, but not at all. What was your song, Todd? I I liked your
1: choice a
0: lot, and specific, specifically because of the story. Uh,
3: another one bites the dust
0: by Queen. It's it, it sticks in my head, especially when we were young, because every time we it'd come on and if your sister-in-law was around, Pinal, uh, me and my cousin would she would always wear a ponytail. So we'd take each side of a ponytail and play tug of war with her head. <laughs> and then Mike Mike was just a mean fuck. He would put her down and just start pummeling her. And as he's as he's hitting her, he's like, "Another one bites the dust." <laughs> another one bites the dust. So that's I think that's how Penel became so such a rugged. Maybe we had some influence in that. She was just a rugged girl, but she was tough. Still is. But yeah, that, that Queen, "Another one bites the dust," uh, still sticks to me every time I hear it. I, I see Penel's the head hey, shaking back and yeah, forth and pretty stuff pretty like that. Pretty much.
1: All right, so now we're going to get to, like, my favorite part, which is the uh, part of the podcast where we discuss top five. The question for this week was top five quarterbacks of all time. Didn't matter whether, you know, there's something that attaches you to them or you really actually think they're great. But there were some, uh, uh, some interesting similarities here. So uh, four quarterbacks in the NFL got two votes each. Elway, Staubach, Staubach, Staubach.
0: Roger the Dodgers. Stop Dodgers. Stop back. Back. Stop Stop back.
1: Back. Brady and Montana. So I was uh, shocked, actually, by Elway. So who actually mentioned Elway in this group? I did. I think
0: I
4: did.
1: Yeah. So why, two Georges. Why Why Elway in this group in your top five? Uh,
4: you know, it, obviously, top five is very controversial. You know, maybe not top five ever. But for my top five, I, Elway is just one of those quarterbacks that, I don't know. Thinking back to being a little kid, it reminds me. He reminds me of my childhood, you know, because he was always in the big, big game you know, against the Redskins. You know, losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that I, was wait, my point. And, it, it, and then he, he stuck with it until
0: he <laughs> he won it, right? Well, until he got a running game. But my my, <laughs> my, my thing was I, the way I made the top five was top, top five quarterbacks I've seen. That I remember, not like of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I know. Him. You saw Frank Turkington? Yeah, saw so the tail end of him. Ah, I saw in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, he I he was, was the original. He was the original. You only had two on your list. You had Jim McMahon and 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 Joe
3: Namath. Yeah. And, and see, I never saw Jim? him. I never yes. saw Namath. Uh, the, those I two did. only because of their personality outside of the game, honestly. That's
1: so strange because I don't see you as like the guy who loves the braggadocious, like that
3: was my dad, and I looked up to my dad to oh. watch it, and that's why I was like, Oh, these guys are great. I love it. Like Joe Nameless Game Outside of the oh, Game man, was a really me. I mean call oh, my, come my come on, Joe. Man. Come on. It was, was for the,
1: for the, the original yeah. gotta go viral, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine this oh, guy.
0: Imagine him or Dion. With social media, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. Those
0: two guys with
3: social media. I mean, oh, Susie
1: Koba, I want to kiss you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he was seventy. Yeah. <laughs> they would literally break the internet now. So, in 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 that time, looking at my dad, watching him watch football, and these are the people who was like, "Look at this guy. Like, look how he lives. This is awesome." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, this dude is great. I love it." I
0: remember that. Uh, what is it? The GQ uh, uh, interview he had where they came in. They took he had five inch high llama uh, llama 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 what's it called
3: uh, shag rugs all through his house <laughs> i mean
0: can you imagine trying to vacuum that
3: shit <laughs> no, you no you're doing third world you're taking them out and beating them. Yeah. That's, that's what you're
0: doing no i like the other way because the athlete he was but he took shitty teams literally he took shitty teams to the super bowl they had no yes. business being there until they won the two the first Four, I think he, I think he lost four, right? Three or four. He lost three. Three, three. 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 The Bills three, lost they four. They really had no business being there, and it showed when they played a, a superior team. I mean, I feel bad for the Browns. They should have won one of
4: those and gotten to the Super Bowl, but. But he was just an incredible athlete. I mean, and I think the fact, yeah, and the fact that he ended up winning—you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks yeah. there that didn't win it that you might want to put in the top five. But I just—I
0: was thinking of out. Jim Kelly. Yeah,
4: Jim Kelly.
0: Four. Win. I mean, four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Nobody I mean, win or lose. Nobody's ever going to do that. There's just no way, especially in today's uh, free agency. You know, about, yeah. Oh,
3: really? <laughs> yeah, they brought it up. Like, what yeah. team
1: Elway was like the first quarterback I like. I remember just being that athletic and it's playing like name. he was playing in a playground, like broken play, just being able first to
0: round pick for yeah, yeah. For the
1: Yankees. Yankees. The Yankees, Yankees was, right. Yeah, and he, yeah, he was I actually picked know. by who was he picked by the Colts? And he, yeah, after the he trade... told us, I'm
0: not, I'm not playing. I'm going to the Yankees and he was straight into Dennis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. He, wow. he had that leverage.
1: So you chose to bring him young quarterback, Jim McMahon. You also chose to bring him young quarterback, Steve Young. Yes. Yeah. So why Steve Young over Montana? Cause Montana was another people's list here. Those two are always brought together. You know, there was obviously, it was the first like far rogers type of rivalry that I remember. I'm sure there was others, Sonny and, Sonny and Billy.
2: Billy. Yeah, there was and, Camp Sonny or Camp Billy. to yeah. be honest, it was the toss up between them two. Okay. I, I thought about it often, it was a toss up. I think they're both right there. One A and one B, right there.
0: As a passer, I, I go with uh, Montana. But as an overall quarterback, I'd go with Young. Young had the mobility. I mean, if, if Montana is like Brady. I mean, they're just surgeons. They're not, they're, I think they're three steps ahead of most people. Yeah, right. you know, forget it. Yeah, yeah, bro. You can't pick Brady up now. He's a Raiders fan. For those of you don't know. No. All right. Did you have Stabler on your list? Yeah. Yes, he did. He did. I, I, I was I was debating whether to put uh, Kenny on. on did, mine. did everybody else put Brady on their list, other than
3: I almost yeah. did. I did. He only put two. <laughs> I was, just, I was like, thinking I, of putting old redskin quarterback. I was going I, back to my childhood so much as not tonight. Right now, so that's why I was. good you to be we gotta
4: put Brady on the list. Why? I mean, I know you don't. <laughs> why anybody?
2: We can just. We don't have to go back far because I'm older than you guys. Let's just go back to last year in the game against Green Bay. They Don't call, don't laugh. This is true. I mean, <laughs> this is not something I'm making
4: up. Did you watch the game? I was only watching the game. Watching <laughs> watching game. Was, oh, okay, we are all again. Okay, okay we're all together. <laughs> they, they don't call,
2: they don't call penalties all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's either team. I agree. At the end of the game, they call a penalty that makes Tampa win the game. You can't do that. Either call it all the time or no. Oh, the pass interference. Pass interference. Yeah, yeah, but the, pass, it, put the ones in the first half that were against Tampa. Blatant ones, they didn't call. Your you can't do that. That, a game. that was also, yes. But Super Bowl, you know. So Kansas City, penalty, 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 penalty. Come on, I can't give it to them. I, too many coincidences.
1: Have any of you guys ever seen the Saturday Night Live Joe Montana episode? No. no. All right, so Joe Montana hosted Saturday Night Live years ago. And it was one of the best skits in the world. He's roommates with uh, Rob Schneider, I think.
0: Oh, wow. Right, so they're oh, roommates. So you were, you did it during that era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no. they're roommates
1: yeah. and Rob brings home a girl. And uh, he's like, man, I really, he's like, it's monologue. And you see like, so Rob's monologue is, man, I really just hope my roommate isn't around. She's gonna end up liking him if he's around, right? Cause it's Joe Montana. And so like, you know, he comes in and Joe Montana's there. And Joe Montana's mom only goes, it's really nice to meet her. And he's like, it's really nice to meet you, right? It's so, like he's like dumb as bricks. He's playing like a dumbest as bricks, uh, like whatever. And he's like, know, he's like, I wonder how their evening was. How was your evening, right? And then they tell him and he's like, I, I think I need to go masturbate. He's like, I'm gonna go upstairs and masturbate. And that's how they scene. it. And it was just Joe Montana saying that. This like, you know, it was like, for me, it was like this childhood hero. And I was just like,
0: what the normal like us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hey, so you had the most Homer pick of all Homer picks.
0: What do you put, Mark Rippon?
4: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But but why him and not Thiesman or Williams?
4: Because Thiesman, I thought. Sonny Jurgensen. I know because for me, Rippon was my my most. (laughs) I mean that that magical season. I remember like every little detail to like the T. You know. Uh, Doug Williams had the, great Super Bowl. Dudes, yeah. he had the great Super Bowl Ripon had the whole year that could have been you any know, he, quarterback Sutton behind was, that line I, he got touched eight I times agree. Eight I times. agree but being a little kid yeah, and he really watching was. him throw these bombs to the posse that I thought one day I was going to be part of was like <laughs> incredible you do know you know, remember I, the three? of course Art Monk, Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark and I actually put Art Monk was like my idol and I remember always telling my dad because he would always, you know, like, mess with me when the rest is lost. And, oh my God. You know, Why do the, like, your grandparents love doing that? You know, I would cry and he would make fun of me that I'm crying and it <laughs> There's so much going on <laughs> in that <laughs> story. <laughs> and then I would tell him that one day I'm going to be part of the posse and he would laugh at me and say, you know, just laugh at me. That <laughs> <laughs> encouraged me to be part of them, but it just <laughs> like you're an idiot. How can I get realistic, Posse, posse poster in my room.
3: There we yeah. I, used to have, I used to put uh, Redson, I bought an authentic Redson helmet with my allowance and we we'll put it on the uh, coffee table for every game. And then every single time they would lose he's like, you going to put that on? I'm like, no, why don't I put that on? He's like, no, put it on. He's like, okay, i put it on. He's like, pop! <laughs> <laughs> just ring, just nonstop. Wow. <laughs>
1: I love, I love Monk, I love Clark, I love Riggins, but I love, love, love Daryl Green.
3: Thank you. Right? Green 100%.
1: And I met Daryl Green in Atlantic City. Uh, I was there, I was just had graduated law school, and we went up there for a bachelor party. One of our friends was getting married. And I, I sit down at the blackjack table, and who sits next to me? Daryl Green but mind you, we had taken a limo from here to Atlantic City. So we had been drinking the whole time up there. And like, you know, like there's always, always be prepared in case you ever meet your heroes. Like people tell you like, don't be a real man. Don't be, a, don't be an idiot. Always be, oh no. I was like, do Green, you wanna run the 40? <laughs> like, go do it. I ran a 4-4 four, four in high school. He's like, no, no, you didn't. And I was like, come on, Daryl, let's put it on 28. He's like, we're not playing roulette. We're playing blackjack. And so I kept talking to him. He, well, he, I mean, he was gracious enough for about 45 seconds of me, like, badgering him, and he just took his money and just walked away. And that was uh, that's my Daryl, Daryl Green G. story. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, we're going to wrap up the uh, the episode here. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, thank you for partaking in my uh, traditional food. I think next episode, Elio, you're going to bring some Cuban food. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Nice. Yeah, excited. Excited for that. And then you know after that, I think we'll have some Greek food and some Irish-Pakistani mixed food. I think
3: we'll just do Pakistani. Bangers and mash. Yeah, yeah. No, I, think we're just- <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just do Pakistani. We'll see what's up. I'll, I'll try to keep it. Not as spicy, but oh, a lot of curry, a lot of spice. Gotta, it'll beat some flavor, I want to I wanna pizza. I want to walk out of here. i want
0: to walk out of here smelling <laughs> like your house. Oh,
3: okay, 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 okay. <laughs> it's coming, I promise you. Your plate will be special, I promise you. <laughs> it
4: took me years to build up my spice. Like, you know, Greek food is not spicy at all. No. So as much as I loved it growing up,
3: you know, I was something
4: spicy, I couldn't handle it. My before, first so trip so back, back to
3: Pakistan when I was seven years old. I went to a camp store right here at Bailey's Crossroads that's no longer, I mean, no, it's no longer there, and I packed a suitcase, a 70-pound suitcase full of franks and beans and uh, mac and cheese and everything that was non-perishable in cans and Chips Ahoy and Coca-Cola because I could not deal with the spice that was going to go on back there. Mind you, we didn't have plumbing, we didn't have electricity, we didn't have refrigeration, so everything was just had to be heat up right there on the spot. And I was sitting there grubbing having a good time. And everyone else was looking at me like, oh, <laughs> who is this crazy? Is he related to us? With it? Is he related to you? Is this your son?
0: And my dad it's was the I, like, it's the Irish. It, and that's
3: <laughs> my he's like, look, I can't. His mom, I don't know. What do you want me to do? It's his mom. I, whatever. whatever. It, was, it, was a, it was
0: a
1: show. Yeah. So uh, next episode, uh, two, two questions. There's going to be a bunch of them, but two uh, key questions are going to be, Uh, your first childhood crush. Oh, man. No, no, this is, you know, TV-wise, right? So I'm imagining, you know, for for you, Elio, it was Helen of Troy, Um, you know. (laughs) It it, might have been Eve. (laughs) It might have been Eve. (laughs) For you, it was the goat in the village, I'm sure. (laughs) What was her name, baby? (laughs) It was Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, well, and 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 uh, your top 5 movies growing up yeah, so the movies do. that you remember about so thanks for uh, joining us on melting pot we're excited uh, to kind of have you with our journey on food pop culture and everything else so we'll talk to you soon thanks thank
3: you thank you
2: thanks that was great are you, are you okay